Okay, welcome to the season one finale of An Expert on Nothing. I'm wanting to regroup and refocus and kind of change the path of this podcast. I don't know exactly where it's going to go, but I'm going to take a little bit of time to figure that out and go with the flow because I'm getting some new ideas that I want to explore. And that's what this podcast is really about, isn't it? So this week, if you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new here... Thanks for coming back for the last episode of season one. We are going to be talking about what's going on in the world because I've had stuff to say that I've been sitting on for a couple months now. Next, I butchered a lot of people's names in this episode. I'm pretty sure Andy Levin is pronounced Andy Levin and not Andy Levine. Just ignore me. I'm not redoing the whole episode because I mispronounced one guy's name, you know? So just know that's what you're getting into, and I really think you should stick around and listen. Let's get into it. Let's get political. (laughs) Everyone just turned off the episode. No, I'm just kidding. Look, when all of this stuff was released a couple months ago, before the actual decision of overturning Roe v. Wade and shit was leaked... I made an episode about bodily autonomy and I never put it out because for, for, for many reasons, let's just say, number one, I should not be the source of people's political information. I am not a politician. I am not, I'm an expert in nothing. I'm not an expert on the legal aspects of what like yes I research things I listen to podcasts I read etc but me as a 21 year old white privileged woman I feel like why would you want to listen to what I have to say which leads me into my next point I'm not I, I don't know why who cares what I have to say about it you know what I mean who cares why would anyone want to listen about to my opinions about the political atmosphere of the United States currently. We all know what I'm going to say about it. I'm a raging feminist who really dislikes anything conservative. Number three, I am, again, young. I'm trying to get a job. I understand that politics are, for some reason, a sore subject to everyone. And people think that you kind of shouldn't share your opinions because if you disagree with people, it's hard to get along, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. It's going to make my life a lot harder in the future. That's not to say that I shouldn't still share my opinions because as we know, I can't keep my mouth shut and I'm going to share them anyways. But I don't know. It's just kind of like a tough thing to navigate as a young woman who number one should not be the source of political information number two who cares about what I have to say why would anyone want to who cares and number three I don't want to ruin my future by putting my opinions on the internet even though I disagree with that whole sentiment so anyways I digress let me share some of my opinions for more information about this subject I'll link some things that I've been listening to and reading I'm not going to spit that information back out to you. However, I will do a little bit of a tidbit on what I feel about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. My first thought is, 
I'm not understanding how religion these days is impacting our laws. Like, we are the United States of America. We're supposed to have separation of church and state and all that, right? I cannot imagine a world in which there are Jewish ideologies codified into law. There are Muslim ideologies codified into law. Input religion other than Christianity. I cannot imagine one of those being not only taken seriously in the government, but then codified into a law and dispelled onto everyone, despite many people in that country, most of them, probably the majority, not believing in them. Like, I am all for everyone believing in whatever religion and following whatever religion it is that they want to follow. I believe that you have the right to do that for you. However, I'm not going to sit here and let your beliefs on a book that I don't personally believe in affect my life and my rights. That's where it makes no sense to me. Like, sure, you can make whatever moral argument it is that you want to make in quotations about abortion and killing fetuses. If that's what you believe, that's fine. Don't get one. Don't do it. However, that's not what I believe. That's not what my religion, since I'm not religious, That's not what my religion is telling me. And some religions even think that abortion is totally fine. So, like, I just, it just, that's number one. Christianity is still, for some reason, ruling the country. And this would never happen with a different religion. It just so happens to be, like, the whitest, most purest. People want to go back to, like, this puritanical, that's not a, that's not a word, I don't think, state. And it's like, what are we doing, bro? I don't know. And this one's going to be the most controversial. I'm sick of people trying to justify getting an abortion with all of these horrific like situations surrounding it what i mean by that let me explain pro-choice people people who believe that you should be able to have an abortion a lot of the times justify getting an abortion with oh well what if someone gets raped or they are underage or the mother is in danger the child is in danger so therefore an abortion is necessary Obviously, those are all very, very important and valid reasons for why someone should be able to have access to getting an abortion. However, I believe that if you get pregnant and you decide for whatever reason... It doesn't have to be this big, horrific, tragic situation. I believe that you should be able to have the right over your body to get an abortion. It is as simple as that to me. I think it is absolute BS that women have to justify all of their actions to everyone in order for it to be deemed appropriate or okay for them to have right to their own bodies. If you get pregnant and you decide for whatever reason, maybe you just don't want the kid. Maybe you are 30 years old, financially stable, in a loving relationship, have a home, but you do not want to have a child. I believe that that is 1000% of a valid reason for you to get an abortion. 
And that's where I still think that even people who are pro-choice, we can go even further. If this was the other situation and men were the the sex that like had children, this would never be a thing in the first place. And I think that we can go even further in just understanding that women should 1000% without question, without a doubt, have bodily autonomy. Point blank, period. If you're a man, also be concerned about this, especially if you don't want a child. And I don't understand why more men are not being vocal and speaking out about this because I know you're all not horrible people. I know that in my heart. So can you like speak up maybe and like, you know, have something to say about how women don't have the right to do what they want with their own bodies, which also involves you if you're not looking to be a father. You know what I mean? Okay. And then finally, my actual last thought is ultimately as a white woman of privilege, when it comes down to it, I could get an abortion one way or another if I had to. I know that. This law is not going to specifically impact me as an individual. It's just so sad that it's going to impact all the women out there from marginalized communities, people who are oppressed. This, it's just, it's, it's disturbing. It's disgusting. I have tried to collect my thoughts around this literally for months now. I've made numerous episodes about this going on the history of bodily autonomy, going on about the history of Roe versus Wade. Who is Roe? What's the situation? Like, If you want to get that information, I'll give you a link to go get it. I'm not going to be the spokesperson for it. I'm not the most eloquent or I just should not be the person that you go to to get that information truly and I believe that in my heart. So here's what happened this week if you live under a rock. I'm not sure what you're doing with your time if if this is news to you. But basically 17 I think of the House Democrats were arrested. Um, They were asked to cease and desist by the police when they were storming, not storming, when they marched from the Capitol to the court and then were led one by one by police officers um, and arrested. And they were chanting, the people united will never be divided. Ultimately, obviously, they were released. They had to pay a small fine of like $50. I think it was like $50 or $60 and that was it now they're fine whatever they got to vote literally i think later that day or the next day so they're fine this is the first time this is probably not factual but this is the first time that i'm aware of in my lifetime that um political figures have actually been at the forefront of like progressive movement normally it's like us people but they were also like part of it and um you know, being part of the demonstration and pushing the needle a little bit in some ways, I guess. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about this whole thing and we'll get into it in a second. Um, let me read off your name, their names. So first we have AOC, baby, um, from New York. Representative Carolyn Maloney, also from New York. All these people are Democrats, by the way, if I didn't already say it. Cory Bush from Montana, I believe. 
Ayana Presley, Massachusetts, Madeline Dean, Pennsylvania, Nydia Velazquez, New York, Barbara Lee, California, Jackie Spire, California, Catherine Clark, Massachusetts, Sherab Jacob, California, Rashida Tlaib, Michigan, Andy Levine, Michigan, Alma Adams, North Carolina, Bonnie Watson, Coleman, New Jersey, Veronica Escobar, Texas, Ilion Omar, Minnesota, and Jan Schakowsky, Illinois. I definitely butchered half of those names. I'm sorry. Again, I'm not the spokesperson of political information. However, I do have opinions. So, 16 of these 17 House Democrats who were arrested were women, or are women. One of them is a man, Andy. Mr. Andy. <sighs> um... Let me talk about the, like, breakdown of the House for you. There are 224 Democratic House of Representatives and 213 Republican House of Representatives. 127 of this, like, 400-something are women. 92 of those women are Democrats. So, obviously, the rest of the Democrats are men. Like, 130, I think. Why are there only, number one, why are there only 17 of y'all marching and protesting for rights that, like, not only should you morally believe in, but also, like, politically, if you're a smart political figure, you probably want to be involved in this, right, so that you get reelected. I would think, like, to me, to use, like, Kardashian lingo, that's, like, a smart PR stunt right for the political figures especially of the democratic party to like be at the forefront of this movement so why are there only 17 total second why is there one of like 130 men only one man like this is what i'm talking about it's the fact that men are like totally taking a back seat and pretending like this does not affect them in any which way it's like okay well if you're involved with a woman in any capacity romantically you have a mother you have a sister you have a friend who is a female slash person that can bear a child why the hell do you not care about this I don't know. Only one man really of the whole Democratic Party in the House of Representatives is going to be a part of this. Like, good for you, Andy Levine from Michigan. But like, come on, where's the rest? I don't get how more men are not fighting on this. Again, I'm not going to focus on men because I give up with you. I give up with all of you. So I'll focus on the women. Why are there only 17? I'm happy that you guys join the movement this is why i feel conflicted about the the whole situation here that happened that transpired this week because it's like great we see this public demonstration and arrest which i don't know why you're getting arrested for that but whatever we see this public demonstration for you know pro-choice and the right to choose it's not enough of you in the first place and second of all like there's nothing you can do that's like with the law like why does it have to be like a protest why can't we make like actual change why is there nothing more that you can do in 
the actual inner workings of the government that can support what you're fighting for. It just, the American government as an institution is systematically just so, so wrong. It's so wrong and it makes no sense to me. And again, I'm not the spokesperson for politics, so if anyone wants to explain it to me um, in very simple layman's terms, that'd be great. But if not, I'm going to continue ranting on about how I feel about it because there's really nothing more that I can do. Again, I've been to the marches. I've done the whole shindig. I hope that this doesn't end. I hope that these political leaders do not stop here. Because if they stop here, then you know it really. They're pulling a Kris Jenner on you. Like, you know this is just for public opinion and nothing more. If they continue to fight against this, let's say they continue their public demonstrations and marches and um, resisting the you know normalcy of the government and whatever that'd be great that'd be awesome and that would truly be like the first big movement in my lifetime that political leaders are actually like taking the reins on this but if they stop here it's like that is for nothing as much as i love aoc it's like come on bro keep going keep going and get the other 92 women to back you on it too because i give up on male and republican politicians the women who are supposed to be progressively minded maybe you can rally them and continue the fight because if you stop here it's just it's a waste of my time it's a waste of everyone's energy continuing to like blindly and falsely have hope and believe in the government you know I'm going to leave it off with just a couple more words. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So if you think that this injustice is not one day, maybe it's not applicable to you now. However, it opens the floodgates for more injustice to come. So what can you do to make a difference? I suppose you can vote. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? I don't know if that's the reality, but that's what you can do. So if you've never voted before, you should probably get yourself um, set up to do so. And I believe that midterm elections are in November. So uh, get out there, kiddos, and and get to voting. That's all I'm going to say. See you next season. Thanks for joining me.